Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello! Hello! Are you so, ready? What? What? Um, no, I think I am. I was just going to say, are you stressed out? Are you hyped? Are we ready to kick this off? It was, it was really, really stressful, actually. Super stressful. <laughs> okay, well, that was good. I'll talk to you again next week. Um, Bye! <laughs> um, okay, look, let's just start here with the whole um, Jason stuff. I, I had some feelings, uh-huh. and, okay. and, like, I was concerned, and I was like, crap, I can't mm-hmm. believe I have to sit with this discomfort until Friday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so let's mm-hmm. just go through this a little bit, you know, like, um, so they're sitting together, right? In and nature or on the couch? On the couch, <laughs> like, screw it, blah, blah, nature, you know, all of it. Or maybe this was in nature, I don't remember. Let's start again. So, <laughs> so, so look, this is how I felt. I realized I was feeling um, kind of bitter. I don't know why, like, snippy, <gasps> snippy watching this. <laughs> Okay, okay, so okay. when Jason starts talking about his bike mm-hmm. and like and the love he gets from it, mm-hmm. it turned me. Okay, and I love Jason, but it turned me. It made me feel like watching a rerun. Like, oh god, like now we have to give a recap of why Jason is like cool or whatnot. Like, I just see, see, I'm doing it now. I felt so snippy about it. I don't oh. know why. Okay, because I think it's the whole debate of Brit and Carly, but it's also that. This is Jason's line. He's been with like That's two it. women. Oh <laughs> he my doesn't God. know any other line with women. I have a motorcycle. I'm super chill and I live in the moment and I wear a leather jacket. I love me. Right? And then and I'm going to ju- leave you. <laughs> and, then, and, and I don't judge people. Right? It's so like, oh, like the, I, even my even my post was super bitter. And the worst part is, <laughs> it's like I, like, I like Brit and I almost wanted to warn you being like, yeah. That's a bitter post. I was just like, I was like mad. I was mad. And I'm like, what? I'm like, why am I feeling this way? I'm like, did I think I would have a chance with Jason? And this took me by surprise somehow. And so, right. So we have all that. So that's exactly it. It felt like a line. I'm like, here we go. Like I roll because like we know mm-hmm. his story. Right. And then it starts to get deep. And then I actually loved, I actually loved what, what he said. Oh, so stop it. Get your mind out of the gutter. Um, so then I actually like this line when he goes, the future is an idea. It's not a guarantee. Yes. So I mean, Jason was, you know, shining there, saying a lot of things that were helpful and logical and grounding, right? And yes. then when they started to, um, when he said something like, make the most of the time you have, I kind of laughed because I'm like, well, I would have given him the same look. Like, I have some right? ideas about making the most of my time. Come here, you know, <laughs> less truckery. Like, I would have came off hopefully <laughs> sexier than that. And so, and so then when they start getting into this whole, like, treat everything, day as a gift I was like dying I'm like okay so I guess we'll unwrap that one I guess we're gonna start there and it was weird to see like it was hot it was great like I love Brit like I do right and it's undeniable that they've had chemistry and while we go back and forth with this debate of like Carly and Brit you know last week I conceded right it's just not reality but I just want to pause here for a second ask a question all right Mm -hmm. Am I nuts or did they not sort of subtly hint at Carly and Jason? Am I, am I crazy? 
oh no, you're actually about to be like, yeah, I think, I think you, and I can't believe I'm going to have to tell her this on a podcast where five other people are going to hear me tell her this. <laughs> I think the thing is you're projecting a little, and also I think it's two things. I think you love the idea of Carly and Jason together and you do struggle back and forth and we do love Brit. But we have to also remember, Jason is a man of pattern. It's the same pattern with every single woman, except for maybe Elizabeth, because I don't feel she was like the dangerous blah, blah, blah. But you have like... Oh, okay. Like in the type of woman you mean. Yes. His pattern of like, have a uh, motorcycle, you're a strong woman. Like there's there's very specific characters. There's Carly, she, there's Sam, she, and there's Britt. I get it. But he, like like those three women, but I still think they have their subtle differences, right? Like Car- like Sam is strong, but she's kind of, you know, she's different from Carly. Britt is strong, but she's still different. She's a combination, if you will, yes, of a lot absolutely. of people. Okay, so this is what I'll say about Elizabeth, of, of about why maybe some of those characteristics do apply to her. So if you think about the context in which they got together. So like Elizabeth did dip her toe into the danger. Right. She helped him with a bullet wound. Okay. She dated, she dated him in secret and she was strong in his eyes because she was recovering from the loss of lucky. True. Right. She was a fallen woman that was (sighs) picking herself back up. Right. Well, that's the thing. And Britt did call him a professional rescuer. And what kind of made me sad, like, I love the scene. Yes, it was hot. Yes, it was good. But what made me sad at the end? And I was just like, I want, I wanted Britt to be the one to walk away from him. And when he was leaving, the fact that she didn't want him to leave and she was that vulnerable in front of him, and she had every right to be that, but I kind of wanted her to have more of the power in this relationship. And I was a little disappointed. It's funny because, like, I'm hearing you say all these things, and then the fact that you said he's a guy with a pattern, yeah, like, I think that came through a lot, right? There was all this, like, there there was all this buildup with Brit and us exploring, like, how she's different and similar, right, to to sort of his history. And Mm. then, you know, it was hot, right? He grabbed her belt loops. That was a thing that had me taken aback. Like, I was shocked. Like, my jaw dropped the whole time. Like, I was like, (laughs) oh, my gosh. Like, they're doing this. Um... But, like, a few things. So, like, how I felt about the line, right? The the bike line. I felt similarly when he started to talk about Sunny. Right? (laughs) And he starts telling her about when I met Sunny. And I was just like, I was getting a little angry. I was like, thanks for the recap. This is nice. This is nice. Like, I was was literally getting very riled up and (laughs) upset. Very upset. And it's like, fine, you're saying it's about the back and forth between Carly and I did, you know, I did think this would be a good opportunity. But at the same time, it's like Carly is not in a world where she's pining for Jason in that way, right? I think that Carly's relationship with power is something kind of interesting. And you know how you said, like, I wish Jason didn't leave Brit? Yeah. I kind of wish he didn't leave. Like, I kind of, I, you know, like in that moment, I really just wanted Carly to come through on her own on this one same oh my gosh and then with Ava like I'm so sad I wanted Ava to have more of an important role there she did get her in but I was hoping she would like whip out the Denise wig and like get out there and shoot Cyrus and be the one to show up not Jason oh you didn't like her just sitting in the car (laughs) no I was so upset I was so frustrated because like finally she's there she noticed something was wrong I wanted her to rescue Carly like how would that have so completely shift the dynamic and friendship with them and it already started to make strides with their common goal Mm -hmm. and so 
before we like move on to the full blown like Ava Carly thing, because mm-hmm. I love the so build up and the slow, I guess you can say, getting on the same page. You know, before we hit there, you know, just to finish up with Jason and Britt, like how yes. you mentioned in terms of the control, right? You know, it was interesting because they had sex and they had. Oh, oh no. Do you think the sex is where she lost the control? Okay, so here's the thing. <clears throat> There's maybe, okay, because at the same time when they were doing that stuff, it was intertwined with everything in Port Charles unfolding. It was fast-paced camera action and movement in Port Charles. Okay. It was everything slowing down with Jason and Britt. Like, I really didn't think he was going to leave. I honestly thought that this was the point in which he was going to break his pattern and realize that there's more to it that yes carly has to be protected but he actually has an opportunity for his life like when he said that story about Sunny and his family choices and how he wants to live his life and the advice he was giving brit like i just really felt that in that moment he was going to choose his life and his options and and all of what was going on in that moment so yeah i was kind of disappointed that jason left and carly didn't handle things on her own oh this is weird while you were talking and saying that Part of me was thinking, maybe that's why I was upset, that maybe I actually thought that everything would have just ended, right? His pattern Mm -hmm. would have ended, the dynamics would have changed. And I hate saying this, but for Brit, even though I love her, I guess part of me was freaked out. Is all of this shifting, right? Because this was a different Jason. There was an intensity to him. There was emotion to him. And in that conversation about Sunny, when I, at first I was like eye rolling through this. Yes. And then her question added depth to the scene, making it much yes. less repetitive and maybe highlighting how, like you said, something that's been similar and a pattern over time, how it's changed, or maybe giving a moment to see how Jason has changed. So I thought her question was brilliant. Are you proud of that skill? When he talked about like what he was hired to do. Yeah. And then he said he got really serious and emotional and teary eyed. And he said, no, but I'm grateful for it. That was interesting to me. I thought so too. Right. Adding some depth there. But then I kind of, again, I roll when I see Brit all hands on him being like, you know, Like, this is how I'm hearing it. Everybody thinks something of you, but I'm seeing the real you. Right? Just me knows the real you. And you do have feelings. It's like, yeah, Brit, you're like the 50th person. That's that's exactly how I felt. And then it's like, you know, it was interesting. Like, because you talk about that lack of control. And she did try to assert herself. She said, I'm not a package or a damsel in distress or something to manage. And I'm like, okay, like you're saying these things. I thought it was funny that she called him on the whole love him or leave him thing. Like, are you really going to walk out after we just had sex? And the comment she made about pity sex. (laughs) Can't remind me, because I know she thought it was pity sex. I can't remember exactly what she said. Because he he said something like to the effect of like, oh my God, you think I pity you? He's like, no, not you pitying me. And I was like, okay, so what? I'm like, so you pitying yourself? You pitying Jason? It was just funny the way that she answered him back because it caught him off guard and even her thanking him for sex, which was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> but like, I, I think I watched that scene or maybe I was thinking about it later because there was that pause, right? After they had sex, she obviously things, you could see her head spiraling a little bit. Yes. Right? And then part of me wondered this because look, she's been on this short little adventure with Jason. Mm-hmm. And in that short little adventure, you know, she has made a point of bringing up his relationship with Carly. She did get exposed to Sam, right? You know, Sam coming in and passing the baton, if you will, through handing over the passport (laughs) and thanking her for, like, saving, what's-his-face, Jason. 
And mm -hmm. so part of me wondered if at all, you know, Brit is sitting there with, hey, I got a glimpse of his life. I got these two significant women through this tiny journey. Where is my place in this? And, and then when you talk to me about like breaking pattern, you know, I guess part of me was maybe that's why I was upset. Like, whoa, okay. All right. So Jason's been one way for so long and then Brit's going to change him. And for some reason that bugged me, <laughs> that, <laughs> even though I like Brit, but then a couple of things happened that made me go, huh? Maybe this is really just more of the same. There was a couple things that I found striking when he was talking about supporting her, right? So when they were talking about like living. So it was so funny because when she was worried about her life and the time she had left, I kept thinking about, well, don't worry, Jason will make you feel alive. He'll show you how to live. Like it's legit his wheelhouse. Yep. And then he says, I want to know you six months from now. And the snarky me was like, is that when the commitment expires? Yep. <laughs> and and another thing that makes Brit appealing, I think, is her lack of complication. And by that, I mean children. I think so, too. Right? It allows for a lot more independence. It allows him to kind of engage and have this, like, <gasps> angsty, angsty, intense fun, uh -huh. right? Without so much of, like, the worry and consequence. It's like, um, it's literally, like, all of his past women, like Carly and all that, without the kids, it's like the do-over. But he always impregnates them except for Robin. Oh my god. <laughs> I really hope he's past that. Like I, just I hope so hope, too. I hope he talked to his body and was like, I am <laughs> past this. I'm not gonna do that. That I don't know. I don't know. So it's like all of these things are going through my mind because especially in today's episode, frankly, when he showed up. Yeah. Um, I was like, I was glad he showed up, right? So my instinct, oh, this is, oh, this is so weird. This is so <laughs> weird to admit, and I get it. I like you show. dissecting. I like you dissecting yourself. <laughs> Do I need to be just, here? It's just, it's just because it's just, it's just because I realized that when he showed up in Port Charles, yes. even though I didn't want him there, I really wanted Carly to handle this on her own. Yes. I was actually like thankful he showed up. But it's just funny watching how I react to Jason when he's in Fort Charles back in his element versus when he was alone. And that's okay. the thing about Brit. Ain't that all cute when you're locked up all by yourselves? Look how that works. Look how nice that works. But then contrast those like hideaway moments mm -hmm. with like um, that scene, right? He's back in his world. This is literally reality. Like this shootout, that's his life. That's his world. And yeah. when that gun went off and he ran to hide Carly clumsily and slowly and not as fast <laughs> he he heard a noise and dumped Spinelli right he was like oh every man for himself and he like dove for Carly yes and so when I, <laughs> I when I saw those scenes I was like yeah yeah we're back to reality like how does that work here it's a Brenda situation like you talked about last time remember when you were comparing Nina to Brenda Yes. And it's like the whole thing about Brenda and Sonny was that, yeah, sure, it would have worked if you took Sonny out of his world and gave her her little fantasy, right? Because mm -hmm. Brenda had a hard time just kind of diving into his reality. And the thing is, Carly is where that happened, right? She was able to, like, be Sonny's partner based on who he was at that moment in time, not right. who she wanted him to be, right? That acceptance was there. And so I guess I really thought of that. Like, that thought, I think, was floating in my mind when I saw Jason back in his sort of element, if you will. Okay, so is Brit, because she's left behind at the house, just a part of these little snippets and fantasies of the world he creates when he wants normalcy? Or oh, is that's Brit a good. The, or is Brit the person who's going to accept him in his world? Okay, 
I feel like the answer is like yes to basically a lot of what you're saying <laughs> in the sense that I feel like yes temporarily like there's a lot about their conversations and again we don't know what's to come but something about all this with Brit feels very whirlwindy yes. and not long term and very temporary they keep talking about her impending disease and you know how her time may be very limited and they keep kind of pushing the very very limited <laughs> I guess in my mind, I'm being delusional. Like when I hear all those time limits, I guess for me, I try, I, I'm, I'm perceiving those time limits to be about their relationship and not necessarily about the trajectory of her health. Okay. That's how I'm choosing to, it may not be reality. This is one of those things where I'm just going with what I feel because of their conversations. I feel like it's more a clue to the future for Jason and Britt than it really is about her health. Right. Cause it really just depends on how it's written again. Like, honestly, like, let's be honest, like a life with Jason works well when you're hiding away somewhere. 100%. And it doesn't work. Like if you see Jason in the life that he has right now, that may be fun for a period of time. I'm really looking forward to when Brit is able to come back to Port Charles and then she speaks to Mommy Dearest. So one, finding out about Huntington's and the marker where Obrick yeah. just, you know, between her science knowledge, everything, she's going to truly help her. And then when she tells her that she was with Jason, like, I cannot wait to see her reaction. It's going to be comedic because it's really funny. Being with Brit as a whole pulls Jason out of his sort of mold. Yes. Because she's very comedic, right? And so is Obrecht. So I find that's going to be an interesting little dynamic trio if that comes to be. And as for Carly, like all of that stuff, like I remember we've had conversations about Carly in the sense of like, what's she going to do? She's given every like relationship he's had, like that woman such a hard time. And I'm thinking in my head, like when I was just watching today's episode, I'm like, maybe not. <laughs> like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like mm -hmm. we've, we've been acting as if Carly was an option, right? Like in the sense that like, I'm debating, oh my gosh, she'd be with Carly or Brit. But if you take a step back and watch Carly, like the woman is not asking for a man. No, she has other priorities. She had no mm -hmm. problem asking to talk to Brit and listening to whatever she said. And I'm starting to think that like, in terms of her reacting to Brit, I wonder if that's the pattern that's not, that's going to break, not Jason breaking his patterns, but Carly breaking her patterns. Remember, Carly was the one who called her own self on the fact that she pushes it too far with Jason. Yes. And she hesitated to call him in, in the first place. And part of me was like, ah, maybe you should just ask Brick if you know somebody like an extra sniper that you can have. <laughs> so I, I, I wonder if maybe like, that's, what's going to change where Carly's not going to have much of a reaction to him and Brit. Carly is going to maybe insist on maintaining control. And that might be weird for Jason and not Carly. <gasps> and this is where the pattern shifts. Like if he's not involved as her, like the main person, is he really going to want to be the second two? Like, it's going to be like a corporate hierarchy thing. He's like, I'm mad. I don't want to be in this at all. <laughs> Maybe it makes him change his mind about how he sees Carly. Maybe. Ooh, you know what that, I mean? Like, cause I like that. Like, what happens if Jason starts to realize, like, I want her to want me. I want her to need me. Yeah. I need that. So Every, I, every woman does. And if he's not needed, you know, maybe he'll start to question certain things. He, I think he clearly identifies himself as, you know, like Britt called him, you're a professional rescuer. Mm -hmm. He just fits into this role of the people he does keep close to him, mostly women. They need him and depend on him. And if a certain somebody doesn't need him anymore, what does that mean for him? Will he start questioning who he is? 
And it could be that. It could be a redefining moment for Jason as an identity. But again, me and my wishful thinking, I think this, okay? So, like, let's say Carly doesn't need him, right? And you're right. Mm -hmm. A lot of women need him. You know, Britt called him on that tendency. But the point is, he's not unneeded or not (laughs) needed. (laughs) Britt needs him. He's got a project. So I think for me, I'm interested in seeing, like, if Carly doesn't need him, what does that specifically mean, right? Not necessarily for his identity, but for his relationship with Carly. Because he'll have someone to take care of. He'll have Brit. But is there something significant about losing that part of Carly to him? Will that awaken something in him? About, I'm wondering, too. About Carly specifically and about the role he wants in her life. And does he want more of a role? Hmm. And what if Carly is the one to push him towards Brit? Like, why are you not seeing her? Like, she saved your life and I like her. She might, eh? She <laughs> might. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Maybe that might, act, I don't know. Like, I guess I guess for me, like, I, you know what? I'm not the only one. Can I just say this? Um, Sadiqa mm-hmm. had some interesting thoughts, uh, had some interesting thoughts about this. So this is one about Brit and Jason, okay? So Mountain underscore Halo had this to say. And I agree. This was an interesting observation. She says, I've always liked Brit, and I really like her with Jason. Usually, the women soften him, but in this case, he softened her. <gasps> oh, I like that. That was a really interesting observation because it's absolutely true. Yeah. And this is really funny. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jodian86 says, y'all know Jason makes for a shitty relationship partner. It doesn't matter whether the partner is Sam or Britt. Let me break it down for y'all. Jason's party is Carly, Sunny, and Michael. Sam and the boys fall somewhere below. Britt and even on the list because Sam and the boys barely made it. Britt is nobody's mm-hmm. doormat, so I don't see this lasting long when they return to PC. I think it's very accurate. <laughs> to an extent, like it's a version of all the things we've talked about. Exactly. That's why it struck me when I read that. I'm like, because that's the thing. The whole Sam and Jason breakup, the why that was kind of tough for us was like, damn it. Sam, we're seeing the fact that this fantasy that we have of Jason, right, as this mob man, as that in the moment man, as that all the crap that he was describing himself as to Brit, right, <laughs> giving her the rundown of why I'm desirable. You know, the whole breakup with Sam was hard because we were seeing the fact that he wasn't the best partner. Like, if your priorities are elsewhere and your job comes first and there's other people that come first, what it does to your actual relationship, um, not to mention... <laughs> Elizabeth confronted him about being a crappy dad. So, like, it wasn't fun for a while. (laughs) No. And so when I read that comment, it really struck a chord because it touches on some of the things that they kind of exposed us to. I Okay, another thought, and and maybe people will be mad at me. Okay, but it also felt a little bit, and I was holding back to see what the mood would be in this conversation. But it's like, I'm really hoping, too, that... Brit is also not his like midlife crisis. So the thing about Jason, when he was talking about the whole like he likes going for hikes too, and he likes being one with nature, it was really surprising to me because it felt like he was talking about a different version of himself. Like I don't see him walking okay. around in nature in Port Charles. Like I don't see him doing those things. He was I almost felt like he was holding on to something or wanting to go back to that place in his younger days, maybe when life was simpler. Um, simpler. We talked yeah. about that lack of complication, right? Brit doesn't yes. necessarily come with a lot of baggage. It's lighter. Yes, exactly. So those are some of my concerns mm. as well um, that came up for me this week. <laughs> okay. And so one last thing, there was a mention about like, um, I mean, look, you can't help but notice the fact that like Brit um, has this diagnosis, right? And if yes. we're going to compare this straight up to a past uh, relationship, it's Robin, <laughs> right? Yes. 
But then people, you know, so I saw some people kind of making that reference about like Jason with Robin. And then in my head, I'm like, didn't Jason cheat on Robin with Carly and then pretend to be the father of her child? (laughs) 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 Is that how that went? Anyway, so so I'll leave on a high note for myself anyway. (laughs) And that was the Jason and Britt podcast. Thank you, people. I know. That's what I feel. I almost feel like apologizing. There's other stuff. There's other stuff. I guess that Carly Britt debate isn't over in my head. I conceded last week, but I'm back. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) It's it's not for certain. Um, So let's just go back to Carly's whole plan. Okay. So she has Gladys. She brings in Diane, and Gladys is such a Gladys. It's just, she's her. Um, the only, the, this is the thing. I don't think Carly muddied anything up. I do think, though, she should have had more guards on Gladys. I totally agree. I did love that hotel scene, because regardless of how Gladys can sometimes make my skin crawl, I really loved what you said, like, to Carly. Soon you're going to have people, at, you're going to ask people to curtsy for you when they come in the room. <laughs> <laughs> playing into that that role that Carly really loves like even when Jason came back I'm like I don't see Carly handing that over oh I don't you know so that's gonna be super fun to see when Jason's like okay you can give it you can give it back she's like no no it's gonna be hilarious so I love that whole thing right so then okay so wasn't it dark (laughs) when Brando came on the scene and like and Cyrus is all entertained by the fact that he's like all right Kill your mom, where it's Sasha. Take your pick, man. Solve this problem. I was like, whoa, this is like legit mob stuff. Like, this is this is daytime, guys. You're making it kind of scary for the daytime. I was not expecting that. So you know how I get when things are way too stressful. I'm looking for the funny in the situation. Yeah. So when the shootout actually happens and then Spinelli or like Carly's guys walk in and the way Brando popped up so quickly from behind those boxes, it felt like there was like a trampoline and you just kind of bounce right back up. He got up so quickly. So that kind of made me giggle to diffuse my own stress. Um, uh, But yeah, it was really stressful watching him. I couldn't believe like everybody's saying, you know, Cyrus is starting to lose control. He's starting to lose it. And that was really scary and messed up to watch. It was scary, and I'm watching the emotion of, like, Brando being like, yeah, I'll kill my mom. But then in my head, I'm thinking, you know there's no bullet in there. Because I knew he was going to turn it to Cyrus, right? right? And I'm like, this is your classic mob test, and you're about to fail this. <laughs> and and so, and sure enough, he did. But I was really glad that, like, Carly got Spinelli there in time. I was also glad that Spinelli was able to share with Maxie that other people are on it that are not Anna. Yes. So there, there's a possibility things could end soon. So that was kind of nice. Um, but yeah, like I felt Brando could have been quicker grabbing his mom out of that whole thing. But he did what he did and he got her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I love how Brando had zero problem sharing details. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this has been a complex time for Brando. He's been yes. undercover for Carly, working for Cyrus. You know, he just had this whole experience with his mom. His life is in the balance. And then he bumps into Nick and Ava, two people I've never seen him speak to before, and literally just tells them everything. Right, which made me think, like, okay, his circle is getting bigger, maybe. Yeah. And they're just going to bring him to 
the right side finally. Awesome. Well, they're out in the open, even that, you know, like Sasha's telling everybody that they're pregnant and they're together. Except for how she told Willow that was the freaking best. My God. Like Willow's face, she's like, oh, you're pregnant. And then I love how Sasha's like, no, not Michael's, but this was super funny. And like even that whole, (laughs) even that whole thing when she's talking to, to Willow and then like Willow launches into that whole thing like, you really deserve to be happy, whatever that looks like for you. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, first off, Willow, the only thing she was thinking this whole time is, is it Michael? She finds out it's not Michael. She's like, be happy, whatever that looks like for you. And I was thinking, yeah, as long as it's away from me and Michael, have at it, right? Like, do your thing. <laughs> do your thing. Okay. Give birth to Michael's relative. Just do it. Um, so that was super funny for me. But yeah, so like, I loved how everything went down at the hospital. I loved watching Ava and Nick lingering oh. around trying to figure out what's next. I mean, we yes. got to understand why they were both at the hospital and what their intent was to deal with Cyrus after Laura warned him that Nicholas was vulnerable. Yes. So I loved, I love watching them stalk everything. And I was annoyed that Carly wasn't just, you know, letting them in from the start, but I was happy that she didn't resist too much when Ava for the millionth time offered her her help. Um, what I thought was really interesting though, was mm-hmm. one, okay. The things that Ava chose to say to Nicholas Yes. In front of Carly. Okay. Okay. Why? Um, because she makes a point of letting Carly know I supported him, but I don't agree with him. Yes, I don't, okay, I true, don't true. agree that he did that because you know what I mean? She was sort of on Carly's side, but the but like reasonably she's married to Nicholas. And while she would have preferred Carly running with her plan and Nicholas not interfering, he did. And honestly, it's a theme for Nicholas. He interfered once more in Carly's plan. Oh my God. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, seriously, dude, she was in the car. Come on. <laughs> Not that he knew that, but he walked off before he could hear the detail. And like a dodo head, he goes and he gets caught. Um, again, I think Carly did a good job, but I think she should have had an extra sneaky snipers. And it would have been interesting because like you mentioned that, right? Like you would have liked it if, if Ava came in. And I just want to say this about back at the hospital. Like I feel like there was somewhat of a turning point, you know, like Carly, like it, there created a dynamic where because of Nicholas being mm-hmm. Nicholas at the hospital, it created a situation where Carly could enjoy aligning with Ava, right? And dismissing Nicholas. You see what I mean? Like it created yeah. an interesting situation where she got to loop around someone and, and Ava was her ally. For some reason, I think somehow his stupidity helped the situation and somehow helped Ava and getting Carly on board somehow. Well, I think so too, because she, Carly knows how much or what their relationship is. And Ava just got to look like this one great partner, yeah, a potential amazing ally, willing to put herself on the line. Like it was like check mark, check mark, check mark, go. Okay. And I loved it. I loved Ava, her fierce look when she told Nicholas she's doing this. And especially mm-hmm. when Ava told her, you know, I want him taking down as much as you. It was like Carly's face shifted and it was like something was finally sinking in. Yes. Um, and even like there was some consistency. You know, like Carly can dip in and out of Ava, right? She could seem nice to her face, but then she'll talk crap two seconds later. Mm-hmm. And so what I what I liked and I'm hoping is like, again, why Sunny stays away, maybe. I don't know. But I want more building between Carly and Ava because after the hospital, once Ava shows up, notice that she's still respectful to Ava saying, look, I'm mad. Your husband's a dodo. Can you get him out of my face? 
She's like, please, if you don't mind. And so I like the fact that there's still, like, it's still there. That respect is still there. And Carly yes. hasn't, like, regressed, if you will, when it comes to Ava. But yeah, she didn't dismiss her. So I'm like, I'm just hoping no. this will propel itself forward a bit more. And I think, like, I agree with what you were saying earlier, right? Like, you wish that, like, Ava had made this huge gesture, but you were wishing that she had a bigger role. And, and I agreed too, right? That would have been interesting because I would have been like, Jason, stay home and let Carly mm -hmm. handle it. Like, I would have loved to see his face to be like, all this went down and she functioned by herself. It would have been interesting if Ava had gotten away and was the one to show up. Oh, I would have loved that. Okay, so imagine oh, it. So just picture it. Like, take Jason out of that scene and imagine Ava pop out of that corner, <gasps> whip out her gun, save Carly. I would have loved it. Oh, damn it. Oh. I'm really into it. I'm really into it. Because it's like, okay, if Ava was the one there that came in, I, because mm -hmm. like, you know, like, you know, when you see that, okay, so let's just go through the shootout first. So I thought mm -hmm. it was really funny. I was like, that's easy. It was like, <laughs> it took no time for Spinelli to just waddle over to, to the <laughs> other side during the gunfight. Um, and I love how like the guy that Nicholas takes down, he's like super slow. So at one point you have Nicholas crouching down with that guy that he took down. And then the guy that took down Nicholas in super slow motion gets up and then turns to try to shoot Jason. But it was happening yeah. so slow. Jason's like, I'm ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> and it might have been the same guy that slow-mo then tried to shoot again so it would yes. have been interesting because if Ava came in it would have been nice to see her sharper because you see what happens right Dante was the one who busted in yeah, and I loved so everyone's annoying. faces everyone's like ugh Dante yeah. it, was, it, was, it, was, it was hilarious because Dante like no one's interested like he's such a party pooper right like look at all these people you have Nicholas Cansonine a prince you have Ava all respectable Spinelli all these people and they're like damn it we're just trying to live our lives Lives, do our mob thing and here's Dante breaking <laughs> up the party uh, I thought it was so funny what a bummer he was I was like imagine he saved their lives right by shooting this guy but still yeah. no one's thrilled to see him at all it's <laughs> like nobody cares and so it would have been really cool to have like Ava do that last shot like even if she was distracted or talking to somebody but seeing it yes. in the corner of eye and then just doing it it would have been freaking oh. amazing oh Oh, now I regret everything I saw today. Because it's like, to, Dan to Dante's point, are you losing your touch? Because remember, when he was with a Brit, he kind of explained his process. And yeah. that he has this skill and he chooses and uses it wisely. He doesn't use it as frequently as people think he does. But he made the decision in the lighthouse that it was time for Cyrus to die. Yes. And for somehow, miraculously, you made it there in under an hour. Um... <laughs> so I guess that's in Google Maps, right? Canadian Lighthouse <laughs> to Port Charles in under an hour. Um, um, <laughs> I guess that makes it a popular fugitive destination if it's that close. Anyways, so, 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 so like he shows up. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Dante, yeah. Yeah. Dante, yeah. Okay, yeah. So then he shows up and still doesn't really kill Cyrus, right? Everyone's got shoulder injuries. And I'm starting yeah. to think, like, did I miss something where shoulder injuries are deadly? Because I remember one time Johnny being real concerned about falling downstairs. And he kept telling me, like, you could die from that. And I'm like, I mean, I don't know. I literally witnessed someone fall down a flight of stairs and, like, they didn't die. Like, we went home after. And I'm like, where are you getting this from? And then I realized, I think it's from soaps. Maybe. And I had to come, we usually had to have a conversation where I'm like, you don't, it's not an automatic thing that you die when you get thrown down a flight of stairs. And I'm starting to think this for, like, imagine if I let him watch TV and show him people get shot in the shoulder. He'd then start to think it was super dangerous. <laughs> but apparently Gladys could die from a shoulder shot. 
I know. I was like, she'll she'll survive. Look at her. I'm like, it's his shoulder. Everybody relax. And even and even Cyrus, he's all like, I'm in bad shape. It's like it's your shoulder. Ugh, I'm not even a doctor, and I have to point this out. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like, Jason got shot in his stomach. And he had like surgery in a bed. And sex. Surgery and sex. Right? And, and that's and he was good. He was like, I'm okay. It's just you gotta put your mind to it. <laughs> like, Apparently. <laughs> you gotta think you can. <laughs> but yeah, so when Jason gets arrested, I guess Britt's gonna be waiting a hot minute. I mean, well, Carly will take care of it, right? But I don't know if Britt's gonna hoping. feel like that. That is your hoping. <laughs> I cut you off and I'm making fun of you. <laughs> You suck. <laughs> but like, do you, I'm, wow. Okay, this is interesting, right? Because if, if Jason gets taken to jail and Carly then, you know, obviously checks in on Brit, Brit's going to feel managed. Yep. Huh. Anyway, that's her issue. That's a Brit mm. problem. Okay, so this is also <laughs> stuff that I saw on the internet, okay? I mean, look. <laughs> I... I like that segment. Oh my god, that should be a segment stuff. I saw <laughs> So again, I just want to reiterate, I'm conflicted, but I still love Brit, right? So my, mm-hmm. my I just want to point that out. I am surprised by my conflict and I'm gonna work through it, everybody. If anybody was at all worried about that. Um but about Brit, so some people were having reservations because of a couple of things, right? Because of Brit's role in keeping Wiley from Michael, in addition to the way she treated Emma. She was really mean to a child. Okay. So that's that's it. That's the uh, people don't like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I'm trying to point out to you. Like, people are like, how do you how do you move on? How do you have a relationship with somebody who is mean uh-huh. to Emma? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll figure out a way, but <laughs> I mean, she's not the same person. I'm gonna move on. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so let's go to Portia. Poor thing. Okay. So Portia. Why? Portia. So so Curtis and Portia chitty chatted, and then for some reason she decides to lunge and kiss him, and then was like, "Did I misread things?" And in my head, I was like, "I think so," because legit, every time you try to talk about your past, he constantly tells you no. I know. I was like, girl, you're like this confident woman. You're like this super confident woman. You're a doctor. You just, it was one thing being his friend and all of that. And obviously we saw that she still has feelings for him. Yeah. And she's seeing what she wants to see, but it just, oh, it broke me that like she did that. And he was like, dude, nah. <laughs> but but he wasn't though. He acknowledged the mixed signals because like when they touched hands, he looked shocked. Yeah. And then he was like, oh Yeah. Yeah, I think I could do this. Like, it was so okay, funny watching yeah. his face shift. Um, it was interesting that Portia pointed out the grad gift for the kids. So we're getting some hints about the opening. Soft yeah. opening for a graduation party. And then there's, like, their actual opening. So it's interesting to see what event that'll be paired with. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because we said this. Like, why are the kids always at this unopened bar that they're technically legally not going to be allowed to be at? <laughs> But yeah. we're seeing how the kids are legit going to be part of this set and Curtis and Portia's world. I cannot wait because of, like, the dynamic and what's going to happen. And I want, you know, Cam and Trina to be together or at least have some flirting happening. Right? And so, like, when she was talking to Curtis, I guess I was like, okay. Like, she started talking about the violence. 
And I was yes. like, okay, interesting, interesting. But then when she left and they showed her alone, obviously from there, you know, that's like danger, danger. And so I was like, oh no, that makes sense, right? All that talk <laughs> she mentioned of the violence and then Cyrus will be waiting. And he was, and he looks scarier, right? He looks more like Jeff Cobra. Like he's always played these kinds of characters. So what was really, um, I'm going to use your word, what was really striking to me in that moment was that she said to Curtis that, you know, you're the man who runs into danger. But when she saw her door unlocked and blood on the floor, she walked through the door. So she is equally as brave of a person. And then when I saw Cyrus, like there was something about, you know, how they're talking about, his change and his turn and him losing control and with him having his hair down. I know it sounds so silly and the, the darkness in the room and the way he was staring at her kind of like the look in his eye, it was very scary and very dark that transformation with his hair alone and the disheveledness of him, like hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah, it's so good. It, it's really good. And now it's like, okay, because this is really interesting. Because we go back to that scene, there was something that did that did catch me in that conversation, right? Because she pops in, starts mm-hmm. referencing the violence, saying, oh, like you, I thought I was out of that world. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. And now I'm like, having watched that, and how they left things, Curtis and her will be pulled into an adventure that will kind of push them further together. Not an adventure, like a dark, murderous situation. <laughs> you made it sound so fun. <laughs> it's not. It's not. So this is, it, like, it's so interesting how that whole scene was like a real big clue about what was coming next. Like, right? more violence coming your way together. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's go. Okay. Let's just stick on Cyrus for a second. So, like, when Jordan and Dante go to the hospital, Okay, so like they go, they talk to Brando, and I love Sasha. She was awesome, right? She jumped right in and was very much like, uh, you need to call Diane, so to speak. Like she was basically telling me, you don't have to talk. So I love how she took the lead taking care of her baby daddy Mm -hmm. and explaining everything to Jordan. And again, Jordan always like stone cold, like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, gotcha. Anyone Dante starts talking like, oh my God, it looks like we have a case against him. Like Gladys seems really significant. And she's like, yeah. We know. <laughs> and then she fills him it. in. Like, I just love the whole thing. And this this part I thought was super funny in my mind, okay? Because, mm-hmm. like, they're listening to Brando. Sasha's ki- kind of like, can you just give him some space? And then Dante quickly just goes, all right, you know, I, I hope your mom makes a full recovery. In that moment, I was like, you haven't met her, have you? <laughs> and I was like, you have a soft spot for moms. So I feel like he kind of just automatically assumes she's just, yeah. <laughs> so there's, so that made me laugh a lot. I'm like, do you though? Like, do you? <laughs> but we need her. We do need her. We do need her. And then when uh, Brando and Sasha were talking, I love yeah. how it feels like their entire world, like everything feels like it stops. And I'm in on this like bubble of Me this too. private, beautiful conversation, right? And then when he opens up about how, you know, his relationship with his mom, I just loved her answer because it was such a perfect, I don't like this woman, but you love her and she's your mom. Like, you should tell her that. Yeah. <laughs> the way she said it, her tone was just, it was perfect. And I just love her and him together so much. I do, right? And look, it caught me off guard because, you know, they they're, they have side stories, right? They're extension of other stories. And then all of a sudden we have these two side pieces <laughs> get pregnant and then suddenly jump center stage and they're freaking magic. It's so bizarre to me, right? Oh my God. Amazing. It's a big deal that they're having a baby. 
it's freaking huge. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I love them. I love that whole thing together. So speaking of Sasha, I love the way that she also handled Peter when he tried to stick his nose in her business. I was also real freaked out when I saw him staring at Sasha and Brando. I was like, go away. That's me. Same. I was like, when then he ran like a little, I don't know what, Cyrus. And I was just like, Peter, shut your face hole. Like, I don't understand. Why do you have to tell him they were going to the hallway like they were sneaking up? I'm like, dude, what year are you from? One. And second, why are you telling me this? Like, it's none of your business. Oh, you know, he's special. I love that. He's like, well, what, why do you think people are like going to the staircase together? I'm like, just use the stairs. <laughs> Maybe my life isn't as exciting as that. I don't know. I just oh, use the stairs. But I was so grossed out and pissed off, right? That once again, mm-hmm. it felt like Cyrus had all this information, right? What Peter right? saw was really cementing this idea mm. of, you know, Brando being the father of her baby. And then also when he asked Peter, oh, I guess that's another good reason he fell down the stairs. Because he wanted <laughs> Peter to go after Carly and Laura in the press. Oh, so annoyed. So I was annoyed. so angry in my mm-hmm. house about it. <laughs> Same. You too? <laughs> oh my God, you don't understand. Like, I wanted to hulk out. Like, between that, between him t- telling uh, Cyrus about those two, he actually physically kidnapped Gladys. I'm like, dude, man, somebody's got to get you. Yeah, get him good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't stop doing it on my wrestling voice. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, there were like there were so many moments. Like, so when Peter fell down the stairs, I had to rewind because isn't this stupid that I was like, okay, is it Brando or is it what's his face? So I had to rewind a couple times because there's also like a stunt guy who rolls down. Yeah. So like, so like you're like that who looks like uh, I don't know. <laughs> so and so like a guy in a suit. <laughs> so then like I re- and they obviously they eventually close up on his face yes. and you see that floofy curly hair and also his face and then um <laughs> the watch and so I rewound just to see the wardrobe right the shirt he was wearing the pattern on his suit um Brando does not have curly hair in the front of his face hair right the 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 upper head hair <laughs> was mostly like blondish and straight anyway so after some detective work I was like yes it is Peter awesome mm-hmm. and like the more the the week was progressing and Maxie trying to get her plan in place like I was getting scared I was getting so yes. scared I got even more scared when I found out he wanted to take her I was like no and then the nurse being all psycho that nurse um, I just realized that she's from the movie Halloween Town that I recently discovered with my kids on Lost Halloween. <laughs> yes, she's a Disney. She's a Disney person. Yeah, I had no idea. I was like, that is why I know her face. <laughs> <laughs> did you yell it to her? Yeah, I did. So, somebody actually thanked me. They were like, they thanked us because we added her. We at signed her. Like, we're so good at the internet. <laughs> Oh, I love it. So, so I, I I researched her on the internet and I, I added her <laughs> and I hashtagged her. So the person was like, oh, I'm so glad you did that because they too discovered that she was a Disney human. And I was like, why are you being so evil? You're from Disney. She's so good at it though. Like today when she's yes. like, I'm gonna get through and she's like running with the two. I was like, this is, this is like this is great. This is Amazing. Great. So when Maxie was getting all ready, I was like, okay, thank God, like Peter is being pushed down the stairs. Like I have faith here. So I was like, I was so hurt and disheartened when I saw the needle. I'm like, Maxie, just be aware, be aware. That's what yes. happened, right? So uh, <laughs> also I want to point out that like when Peter was showing us his passports, notice yes. that they use the last name Brady. 
Oh, no, I didn't. Because, like, she used to be Belle Brady, I believe, from Days of Our Lives. Oh, I love that shadow because did... I mean, they were all in a bunch of different soap operas, but that actress who plays Chloe also um, was acting with Carly. I think she acted with Maxie at some point. So mm. there's a lot of like cross connections there. Fun. Okay. So yeah. So she, I, she plays a wackadoo so good, right? right? Because it was obvious that she wasn't this like person that they paid. She was like, no, no, no. Like I do this for a living, all this evil stuff. <laughs> and like, she was bothering me. Anyways, so let's just move in slowly before I say all the things that what bothered me the most. So like, mm -hmm. so she's there, she captures her. And I was just like, I was angry. Okay. So this mm -hmm. is what I, I, I said, this is what I said. And this is what I wrote. I don't know if that was comforting to myself in that moment, but I wrote, what is Chloe going to do when Mrs. Brady comes to and beats her ass? That's how I felt because I was like, she's not going to say subdued forever. Do you think she's just going to wake up and be okay with this? And then when she wakes up, I was like, is she lost her mind? This woman, I'm like, she's pretty confident telling a woman that's no longer drugged all of the plans for the baby. Right. I was like, she's not really good at this. And she doesn't no. Maxie. <laughs> And like, and she's like, he kills Lucette. Like, he warned me you'd say he'd murder me. I don't believe you. And I'm like, good, okay, you're right, one. And so like, I was thinking, throw the tea in her face, throw the tea in her face. And I was so happy she did. Right, me too. It was one of those moments where you're like, yes. So like, I was so scared as she ran away, and I was like, I can't believe she's having another forest baby. It's kind of bizarre. She um, couldn't believe it either. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, what did you think when you saw who was there? Okay, 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 okay. So, <laughs> when I saw him, I was so excited. A couple of different things. I'm like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? So, once yeah. I knew that he was a good guy. When did you know that? Him, I when Okay, when he saved the baby. Like, when he stayed through the whole thing and saved the baby, then I knew everything was fine. Because he could have just take, took the baby and run away. Me but he too, stayed, I was scared of that. Sure, right, so he made sure that Maxie was okay. Give her the advice of, you know, just, like, taking it easy when I bring her to the hospital. Then I was thinking... Yay, they brought her back shirtless. Next, I was thinking, is he a Pennsylvania doctor? Third, I was thinking, can he work at GH and fall in love with Elizabeth? So my mind was all over the place. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs> so, I mean, like you, when I saw Todd Franco Austin, I was like, love. okay, what... What are you? And I was scared, right? Because he seemed really sweet at first. And I was paying attention to a couple of things. One, apparently his face did not look familiar. Right. Two, I was happy to have that whip back. Give me some more. I love the banter between two of them where she's like, don't call me ma'am. Yes. Oh, my God. The best. Loving the fact that he's a doctor because we know where he's going to get a job. Oh, yes. Um, okay, so I was really scared because they were playing this ominous music, but now looking back, I guess the ominous music was about the baby, but I was really scared when he was staying silent. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, it wasn't until she pointed out the baby was, wasn't crying that I was like, okay, maybe that's just what it was all about. Because in that moment, I was honestly scared he would just get up and, like, walk away with the baby. Exactly. Like, that he was in cahoots with Chloe or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, so then, like, when she finally catches up, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this girl's a psycho. And so, like, I loved how Maxie worked her way through that, right? In her condition, like, outsmarting her every step of the way. I, okay, so it just goes to show Maxie's strong character, who she is, um, her fierce, you know, that she's protecting her baby. I also love, like you said, the crazy Chloe, the fact that Chloe felt like, yeah, give me the baby, I can replace you, I'm going to murder you, and then replace you, and I'm going to be in love with Peter, and we're going to run away. I'm like... She is a true psycho. 
that's the part that bothered me. I'm like, she seemed annoyed by Peter, and all of a sudden, and she has no kids, but all of a sudden she's like, oh, I'll be a mom, I'll be his girlfriend, and I'm like, you're weird, dude. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> and I loved, I loved everything that Maxie did to kind of outsmart her, the remembering Brooklyn's number. And okay, this made me laugh a lot. Okay, as Maxie says, "I'll drop a pin, come and get me." And what's funny is you turned me on to the show Younger. Yes. I'm in season two, and the episode I just watched today, her boyfriend, who's younger, says, yes. "Drop a pin." because she couldn't find him at a concert. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, just on the floor? And I was <laughs> laughing. So I literally just heard that joke. And then Maxie says it in, in GH. And it was, like, hilarious just to hear that. So I'm, I'm really hoping, because, like, there was so many obstacles for Brooklyn and Maxie to get there, that, you know, I'm really hoping this still goes smoothly. But Me too. But we have loose ends, right? We have this doctor who's mm. aware that Maxie gave birth to that baby knows that like let's say the health of the baby right mm -hmm. who understands that she's trying to keep safe and knows the whole beecher's corner thing you also have psycho nurse who we don't know if she survived her fall down that hole who also knows of beecher's corner so we don't know if like this is the last of chloe that's true and side thought if she is in love with peter i would love him to have a bigger psycho than himself be obsessed <gasps> with him. that would be <laughs> poetic justice right there right Having his own stalker <laughs> out crazy a crazy with another crazy i love it mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I love that that is such a fantastic idea so the thing i was wondering about maxi like who would be alerted right because brooklyn was waiting on her but then i thought maybe bobby would have also been concerned right because they're supposed to go and meet her and they also know the context of the situation, right? That it was dangerous, mm -hmm. Peter. Anyways, I'm just, like, of course, I'm scared. This whole thing was really stressful. And if I can go back, I would have loved to have changed things to not be stressed. Things like, hey, Peter, Bobby's my nurse now. Right. Don't but need he Chloe. Her. But what if oh, he killed oh, her? Oh, that's true. That's true. Maxie was smart thinking out all those things. Yes, I think so too. And I love, okay, so I wanted to ask you, in terms of the montage of... Maxie getting ready as well as the backtracking in time with Peter just being in a bloody puddle. Did you yeah. like it filmed that way? I did. I really did. Me too. I like when they do that because I like knowing it's just a different way of storytelling and they don't do it all the time. And I just enjoy when they do it in that way. That's great. Yeah, like, well, it's like, you know, it's kind of like um, the whole Ryan thing, right? Where yes. they backtrack and showed us what really happened. I like it when they mix it up and just sort of film things slightly differently than they normally would. It's really entertaining. Except a couple days in a row had me wondering if JH recorded because I thought I was watching the same episode. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, crap, it didn't record. And then I realized it's slightly different. Slightly different than the day before. Okay, one other thing that annoyed me about Peter is that he bought his baby a silver rattle. Like, it's useless. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it's really significant for you to say that. I also loved, like, speaking of, like, that whole scene, but just, like, I like the way Valentine deals with Peter. Yes. I like the way they interact with one another. I like the way that Valentine can so calmly come off threatening. I love watching that Valentine has power over Peter and he has no problem saying that I am more scared of you, not so much Anna, for these <laughs> following reasons. 
I love how easily he's going to get another vial as opposed to the crying and begging from Anna, unfortunately. Right? She's like, oh my God, give it. And she jumps up and she's trying to reach it and she slams it on the ground. And then Valentine's like, just have it delivered to the house, all right? Just just send it over. (laughs) And so Valentine sees the bag, but it's Mm -hmm. like no one factored in that he might take Maxie as well. I know. That was shocking to me, honestly. I thought Valentine Mm -hmm. would put it together. Yeah. Or maybe he did, and that's why he got pushed down the stairs. Oh, maybe. Okay, so, like, look, you see a nurse running down the stairs. So, again, mm-hmm. the nurse, like, the person in blue scrubs could be the person who finds him or could also be the person that pushed him. Well, that's where my head goes to Elizabeth. She could be yeah. one or the other. Exactly. But, it, like, I mean, again, it could be anybody, but who do you maybe, okay, not who is it, because that's hard right now. We don't have a mm-hmm. lot of clues. But who do you want it to be? Who do you think deserves it? Who do you think deserves that push? Oh, but see, Elizabeth right now, because he killed Franco. He's trying to, you know, interview Cam. Like, there's so much there in that moment that I just, I don't want her to have consequences, though. (laughs) No, I don't want her to have consequences, but I would like it to be her because I think she deserves it. Same. Um, (laughs) I think she deserved to push it down the (laughs) side of stairs. And I guess I kind of hope this, right? Like, just like the whole Ryan thing, you're going to have an unlikely few. Actually, not very unlikely. She's connected to Ava. She's connected to Nicholas. Ava and Nicholas are now connected to Carly. So I am hoping that all these people, because the idea is everyone is against Peter and Cyrus and they all share a common enemy, that Mm -hmm. you're going to have all of these people coming together to just protect whoever did it, especially if it's one of their own and because they hate Peter and Cyrus. So that would be kind of fun. I would absolutely love that. That's like the perfect scenario. Yeah. For some more shenanigans, let's head to the corner mains. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that. Your fave. Okay. So this is hilarious. I'm noticing, I'm, I'm noticing the way that Willow is speaking to Chase. You brought this up mm-hmm. that she's sort of acting like he's a kid. And I was like, yeah, okay. I see that, you know, when they were at the hospital, but then I kind of couldn't help but notice a couple of things here. I noticed the way she's, she talks to him and what she says. She asked Chase, would you like to go straight to your room? Yep. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, she's out talking to him like a kid, like, go away now. And then when her and Michael were outside of the door speaking to each other about Chase, it really sounded like they were talking about their new child. They did. And, and Willow is very much like, this is hard. Like, I don't really want to be with this guy. This is tough for me because I want to be with you, Michael. Um, and so she's obviously trying to cut any time they have together. So one, I thought it was hilarious. The guy is like practically fainting on the couch. And they're yeah. like, you know what, Michael, let's go make pizza from scratch. Let's be romantical in the kitchen <laughs> and bake it in our pizza oven. <laughs> and then they come back. And then as soon as they see Chase, like w- one of the things she says to him is like, after you eat, I think you just need a good night's sleep. I laughed so hard. Because I should basically should have told him, like, go eat in your bed. Like, I don't want to see you freaks. Oh, my gosh. And then when he, like, when they were talking and you see him getting, like, I heard everything you just said. I was like, so now you can walk? Like, you barely can sit on the couch and all of a sudden you can walk. And so, yeah, I was freaked out. And then I laughed because it's, like, it's the perfect soap thing, right? Where it's, like, did he hear? And obviously he didn't. He's like, no, Michael, I want to thank you so hard because you're amazing. You're you're a man. You're, ugh. And, And I love the whole conversation about, um 
like him being like, wow, like living in a mansion. Like, I can't believe I live in a mansion. It's like temporary, man. Like, just chill out. But I, <laughs> but I love the conversation of like Willow trying to be like, yeah, no, I totally get it. It was weird for me too. And even though she looked over at Michael and was saying like, I was lost at first, but I found mm-hmm. my way. Mm-hmm. I know, I know she was talking to Michael, but remember this all started about being used to living in a mansion and, you know, the staff and how intimidating that was. But when she said that line, what I was hearing was, Eventually, I came to love money. I found my way. <laughs> and I had no problem directing the staff, um, <laughs> using up all the rooms as I pleased, furnishing my house that's part of the gate. I love it. Making love pizza it. from scratch <laughs> in my pizza <laughs> oven. <laughs> I, I, I loved it. I loved it so hard. But I like how um, Brooklyn called Michael on his crap. And he's just like, no, I'm really good at hiding this. I don't know what you're talking about. But I'll tell Willow that we need to cool the longing looks. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was great. Brooklyn was fantastic. I mean, she wasn't in it a whole, whole lot. But I did love some moments with her, you know, complimenting Valentina. And I felt like it really came from a true place. Her speaking yeah. Russian to the her bodyguard. And Valentina was, like, super impressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and when what is it like when she was talking to Maxie and Max is like yes yes you're a good liar or something along those lines I, the cuteness and the banter I, I love that right Brooklyn definitely brings that super fun element I really love the pairing with her and Maxie and obviously I hope that they find each other and find their way like this is a really intense thing for them to be doing together yes and I love watching how Brooklyn is already devoted to keeping Louise safe, but also fixated on the idea of how Valentine will do a good job at keeping keeping Louise safe. Interesting times ahead. Okay, so there's two more things. Unless there's some more things to add about the quarter maids. No, I have one more thing. You probably are talking about an additional thing that I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, shoot. Oh, I, I thought you meant shoot like I don't remember. Sorry, yeah, but like you go. Okay, so I want to take a second to talk about Dante and uh, Sam. Yes, we're on the same page. Okay, so what's the other thing? Oh, it's like a five-second thing. The Tano, they kiss. Let's oh, move on. Shit. Yes, that's a real thing. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> Wow, I really didn't remember that. Okay, so, okay, I thought it was interesting, like, the comment she made, right? She said uh, something about his comeback, about, like, rejoining the PCBD and the baseball. Yes. Uh, Okay, I want to say this. You know, like, Sam and Dante really challenge each other, right? I think we're trying to establish you're on one side, I'm on one, right? They have different ideas around the law, if you will. And baseball, (laughs) and baseball. They're on the opposite sides on baseball. But do you know what I realized? What did you realize? Dante loves the feistiness. He loves the cat and mouse game. If you think about, let's say, like him and Lulu. Like, he likes that. His that sparkle, that man. (laughs) Like, the way they're talking to each other. And everything they're talking about is just has a whole other level. And the minute (gasps) she was like, show me how to, a stance. Yeah. Or like I was like, uh huh. He's gonna stand behind her and then have a moment and then how's it gonna lock? I love how you're trying to talk sports. Like the moment about the stance (laughs) and the moving and there was a bat (laughs) sports. (laughs) Hashtag sports. (laughs) I was like, amazing. Tell me more details about that. 
something about sliding <laughs> and bases. <laughs> and I liked when he's like, is that good? And she's like, yeah, it is. It was so funny. It was like, she really was like, she melted. Right? Oh my God. She totally yes. melted. And something else that I noticed, because I talked about how like Dan- Dante, Dante. <laughs> <laughs> Dante loves all that feisty, feistiness. <laughs> that stay, that stay. Um, I, I was thinking this too. Like, notice with Dante, she just says whatever. Yeah. She's not tiptoeing around him. She just says whatever. And I think that's also an interesting thing for her, right? Being with somebody where she just says whatever to. I said whatever a lot, but you get what I mean. <laughs> oh, I feel like she's truly herself. Free. Because he's, yeah. He, yes, she is free. And she gets to be <laughs> she gets to be all the sides of herself. And so does he, because she's seen him be dark and you know, trying to figure himself out. And now he's like on the straight and narrow. And they're really just being their raw authentic self with each other okay I'm gonna say something <laughs> and I, I don't think you're gonna like it okay okay so going back to Jason and Carly given everything you just said <laughs> like listen to the way you describe Dante and Sam I don't mm-hmm. think that's fully Brit and Jason, right? Like no. I don't necessarily think they found their person person I think they found a moment in time oh, I think they found they found a window but when you describe that seeing the worst the best knowing each other not being afraid to speak up i think and then you know like do i have to say it please connect the dots for me further i'm enjoying this (laughs) but like when i think of jason and carly i think those things right oh interesting yeah i totally agree and the same dante thing i think that even though sam accepted who Jason is and what he was doing. It's far more easier to like, that's, is that a word? Is that, did I conjugate it right? It's easier for her to accept Dante's lifestyle. Like, yeah, he can kind of be straight edge, but it's so much easier to like accept what he does and be a couple. Yeah. Also about the conjugation, I can't help you there, but I think Cinnamon (laughs) Deb can, if she's listening. Help. (laughs) Okay. Like the Tano. I mean, the Tano. Is there theme music? Should we come up with some? What you said was amazing. I like it. Perfect. That's a good okay. jingle. So the first thing I have in my notes is Nina is not bright. That's what <laughs> that's what I have. And then I have something else like, "Good job, Nina, staying around people." I and... wrote fire hydrant trumps um, break-ins. <laughs> that made me laugh. I was like, <laughs> so the open fire hydrant needs investigating, and I'm like, oh. Okay, that's how you get out of murder. <laughs> Just a done note and to What? Okay, so I thought that was really funny. What I did like about Sunny was him calling her on her stupidity. When yes. she starts saying, I don't take orders. And he's like, well, aren't you giving me some? Like, aren't you, like, kind of making some choices for me? Yeah, she's making all kinds of choices for you, Mike. You don't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And just the fact that she thinks she knows what she's doing drives me insane. I know. It's so frustrating. I will give her points for this, using Nathan's death to distract Elijah. True. Very true. I'll give her points for that. But it's just like, Nina, like, try to trust your gut and be strong, right? Like, you know the guy is somewhat dangerous or whatever, and you opted to kind of go somewhere else with him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you should have thought twice. Maybe not going there would have been a better plan. You acting awkward around him and standoffish, it's like he's not a moron. No, she's being impulsive, and that's exactly it. She is no longer listening to her gut. The crazy voice in her head Ooh, has taken over, and she's making true. all kinds of horrible decisions right now. 
And so, like, even when he grabs her, right, and things get really tense, mm-hmm. what I thought was really interesting, it's like, that's the time when you scream, right? And you're in exactly. trouble. Did you notice she was whispering? Yes. I was like, I was what like, is happening? She's doing the opposite of normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. But also, I didn't know what to think. It caught me off guard what Elijah said. He's, like, grabbing her all angry. He's like, I thought you were a classy lady. I'm like, how old are you? And do you think Nina is 80? <laughs> like, what? I, like, didn't know what that means. And I'm like, so people, like, not classy ladies get shook in a park? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. He never read the, you know, don't shake a lady. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Don't shake a baby. That's yeah. Funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then, and then, like, when the cops come, her convoluted story, but then her cocky look when Sonny is, like, you know, calm and using things like common sense and thinking before he speaks starts to challenge the cop and says things like, look, do you have any evidence to take me in? Mm-hmm. And he's like, darn, no, I don't. I have another fire. I have another fire hydrant to investigate or to question. Sometimes I question the fire hydrants. And then Nina jumps in. And it's like, yeah. And I was like, you're an idiot. You're just like jumping on this. And then like they kissed. And I just yeah. was like, like notice that the following day, like I ne- I didn't even post a story about it. And I didn't post it on our post post. And I laughed because somebody in our comments said something like, I noticed no one's talking about this. <laughs> and I was laughing because so I'm like, I don't think everyone needs to know all of my neuroses, right? I didn't think it was important for people to understand that I was still processing that and also in denial and trying to pretend I didn't see it. So I moved on with my life and I forgot about it. I tucked it away. But I watched it happen like a like a train crash. I was like, yes! okay, yes. all right, this is happening. And the thing is, it's weird and I'm avoiding it, but I still love it. And I said this last time, this yes. needs to go on, right? It needs to get weird. <laughs> we need to get weird. We need things <laughs> to get, <laughs> yeah, we need it to get weird. We need lines to be crossed because it's going to make for a way better, like crash and collision when the world of the Tano, Nixon Falls and Porchars collide. I 100% agree. It is still like challenging at times. I'm like, okay, okay, so so this is happening. Do I have to stare directly at them kissing? Can I turn away a little bit? Should wow. I fast forward? Like, what should I do here? But I do enjoy because now, because the thing about Nina is, you know, we talked. Like I said, she has the inner voice. She's not listening to her gut. She wanted to get to here. Remember, we had like the awkward high five. She was still pushing through. We got to the kiss. Yeah. But now what? Is she going to give herself a pep talk about the crazy? Is she going to just full throttle move ahead and forget that he was ever sunny and just fall into the delusion that she's created for herself? Well, the whole like the whole town of Nixon Falls is her delusion, right? Like the oh whole my God, yeah. the the whole town is like her fantasy land. Whoa, so it is. and she and she is slipping further and further into her fantasy land. And ever since you brought up Brenda, I can't help but shake that idea, right? Like sometimes in cer- with certain people, it's like you wouldn't survive, right? In the real world, day-to-day real <laughs> life. But you could if you lived in some kind of a shoebox away from reality. Like oh, you yeah, could make time. it work if you had no challenges <laughs> and nobody else to be like, hey, you kind of stole someone's like grandpa, dad, husband, mob boss. Like you're like, you know what I mean? Like it's weird. But 
it's happening. It's weird and it's happening. And I love what's happening on the flip side. Like you said, like I love Carly's um, power right now, her, all the decisions she's making, how everybody has shifted and changed responsibilities and their life has to continue to move on. So I'm loving it. I really, really do. And um, as much as I know earlier, I said, I'd like Sunny to stay away a little longer for Carly and Ava to forge more of a bond. I do. I do. But I also think there's so much potential for Ava and Carly to bond further, even when Mike and Nina come back, right? 100% because Nina was partially her friend and now Nina has lost everyone and everything. It's funny that you say everyone and everything because legit everyone is coming together. Like the whole community yeah. has come together for a common cause and goal. And then it's like, you know, they've been fighting this battle, this fight. And then Nina comes in with her self-centered stuff like, ha ha, I have Sunny. Gotcha, Carly. And everyone else has moved on from that, right? Because no one's there. Like, there's so many bigger problems that no one's there, right? Like, Valentine is not about Carly. He has his own stuff going on. So I find, like, that whole thing so so interesting, right? Like, where does Nina even fit into this, right? All those things she was holding on to are just so not even a thing, right? They're so small. Oh, I agree. That's what I can't wait to see. Like, I can't wait to see that come together. (laughs) Okay. Unless I'm missing something, I think we've covered all of our topics. Yeah. And we are ready for favorite lines. But before we get to favorite lines, I would like to give out my first gold star, and then I will throw it back to you. Okay. Okay. So I'm giving my first gold star to you because (laughs) your post for Franco Todd Austin was, like, off the wall, and everybody loved it. (laughs) Oh, my – That like, it took me by surprise that people reacted that way because sometimes – I have to get ready for work and I didn't prepare the night before. <laughs> and so that morning, sometimes posts like that, like my, my, um, my bitter one on Monday, it's, it's, it's like the first thing that comes out of my mind without thinking. Sometimes right. that happens. So that one was that. Like, so I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll take this picture and I'm going to talk about them. And that just sort of came out. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Oh, oh so no shy. <laughs> okay, so I want to throw it back to you. Favorite lines, gold stars, favorite scenes. Okay, <laughs> I have some favorite lines. I have three. So when Carly says, Gladys is a woman, not a library book. <laughs> when he wanted her to, like, just check her out of the hospital. Yeah. Um, uh, Spinelli, when he says, deepest apologies for being taken. I should have been more aware. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was so cute. So him. I loved it. Okay, actually, oh, gosh, this is creepy, but I'm giving um a favorite line, apparently, to Cyrus. Mm-hmm. When he says, unfortunately for you, I'm a devout uh, believer in double standards. It's good, though. It's creepy as heck. It was it's good. good. Those it's are my so favorite good. lines, yeah. Amazing. Okay, so gold stars. Okay, do you, do you have the visual of when Dante comes on the pier? Yes. And everyone is lining up, staring at him like, uh, it wasn't me. <laughs> I feel like giving the gold star to that scene because it made me laugh. Like, I love the coming together of, like, Ava, Nicholas, Carly, Spinelli. Like, I loved that. Like, that whole storyline, I guess you can say. Like, my gold star is to that, to Sasha, to Brando, to all of that stuff that culminated toward the end of the week. Okay, double gold star because same for me. Loved it. I love. Oh no, there's involved. more. There's more. There's more. Oh, Damn God, it, man. Maxie, Brooklyn, like everybody gets a gold star. I you know. get a gold star. You, I, I was think- just. <laughs> you read my mind. Yes, everybody gets a gold star. You get one. You get one. Maxie, Brooklyn, Ava, Nicholas, they all get them. 
because there was so much happening, right? Like with the Peter Maxi storyline, everything with Cyrus and everybody connected, right? To those storylines. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it was very tense and action packed and they all deserve a gold star for making us feel so on edge this week. Oh, it was a killer, killer week. It was amazing. Um, let's see, my favorite lines. I gave some of them throughout the podcast. Um, okay, so one I have highlighted here is when Sasha and Brando were having their little rendezvous in the corridor, the very yeah. sexy corridor. And Brando's like, I like you. And Sasha's like, I know that. That's why I'm pregnant. <laughs> They had some funny lines, actually. I don't know why this didn't pop up, but it's actually a line between Sasha and um, and Brando when he says, it's not backwards, it's just us. Like, how did we just fall in love so fast with this couple? I have no idea, but I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay, and then um, it wasn't a line, but more a scene, which kind of made me giggle. I know we, like, talk the Brit Jason thing to death, but after he left, her mm-hmm. first thought was a flashback. I'm like, well, I'd have those flashbacks too, lady. <laughs> <laughs> They're hers for the keeping, you know? <laughs> to right? refer back to as needed. But at the same time, part of me was like, like, is Sam, like, and I, and I posted a story about that. Like, is Sam going to take I this know. personally? Like, <laughs> Because I had to go back in, in the scenes, right, of her and Julian. And it was yes. interesting to, to to watch both. But, yeah, oh. like, she did that. She slept with, you know, Sam's daddy and her Jason. Well, she definitely has a tie of, like, older, tough, mobbish men. <laughs> That's true. That is very, very true. Also, gold star to the cutest chunky monkey baby ever. Oh, my gosh. So cute, Louise. Okay, and also we just want to send our well wishes to Scarlett Fernandez, the actress who plays Charlotte. She got into a little bike accident um, and is recovering. So wishing her well and hoping to see her back on screen soon, running around the Quartermain Mansion. Yes, get well. We want to see some of your cuteness and your hilarious nature. Um, Okay, I think we did it. Okay, so everybody have a fantastic weekend. Hopefully we can get outside and enjoy some good weather. And for us, that's a wrap. Bye, everybody.